is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Thursday? Today is June 9th. How are you? What's going on? Thanks for joining us. On today's show, it is Storytime Thursday. Every Thursday, gather around the campfire with Uncle Tyler. We'll tell some stories. And actually, today's story, I didn't know if I was going to tell. I've been sitting on it for a while. I've been thinking about it. I really wasn't sure if it's something I wanted to put out there, but I've talked to some people. I think it's okay. I might leave a few details out, but today's story has to do with inside information and how powerful it can really be. So we'll talk about that on today's podcast. Uh, Remember, Thrive Fantasy is the only place where you can play daily fantasy-style games where you build a lineup with player props. I promise you, if you like betting player props, you're going to love Thrive Fantasy. They're changing the game. They're making player props available in so many different ways. I guarantee you it's worth it. It's fun, and you can make more money than you can at other sportsbooks. Online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app. Uh, Put in promo code SBD, that's SBD for Sports Betting Daily, SBD, that's going to get you a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Thrive Fantasy, promo code SBD. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, today's story is, I don't know how long this is going to take because I am going to keep some a few things out here or there. I, I want to make sure to protect the person who I'll be talking about, and, and frankly, I want to make sure I'm protecting myself as well, but... All right, here's here's how it goes. So this is late 2018, and I'd only been betting professionally for about a year or so. And believe it or not, I think everyone who does this for a living experiences the same thing I did, which is you don't really, really, truly 100% know you're a, a profitable sports better until after several years of doing this. Anyone can have a good month, good season, good year, even a good couple years. But it takes a long time to really know that you have an edge and, and, and that you know what you're doing long term and that you can count on on this as a, a profession and a way to make money. So when I was still kind of, I mean, when my confidence, I guess, was still at, at its lower point and I, I wasn't really sure, you know, I, I thought I knew, I thought I was, you know, getting somewhere, I had been doing a lot of homework and I'd been studying other professionals, studying how people had been winning. And a common thing that I came across was in the 80s and 90s, even early 2000s, inside information was one of the key ways that people beat the market. And uh, just to reiterate why that's important, if you have information that sportsbooks don't have, by definition, their line will be wrong if the information is important enough or impactful enough on the outcome of the game. So let's say Tom Brady's hurt and we know about it, yet the sportsbooks don't. Obviously, that's going to be a big deal, right? So that's how inside info works, but it only works if you know something no one else knows or very, very, very few people know. So I went to social media and I went to Facebook. Yes, believe it or not, I was on the Facebook was one of the more popular uh, social media platforms, but way back in 2018. <laughs> but I went on Facebook and I started looking. And I started scouring, looking for potential inside information people who I could use. Now, I had read in certain books, certain magazine articles, that the way that, I mean, Billy Walters, right? He's one of the more famous ones. Or other people used to get information was to go inside the locker room, was to find the water boy. And to get the water boy to give him information. And they would pay the water boy enough to where it would be worth his while, right? So... 
I kind of took the same approach, but I wanted to be very, 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 very careful because I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any connections. I didn't want to be messaging people on, on Facebook asking to give me sports betting advice. By the way, sports betting was illegal across the country, except for Nevada in 2018. So I had to be conscientious of all this. I'd be very aware of everything that was going on, right? Obviously, you can understand why I want to be careful with this story. A lot of loose ends here. But eventually, it probably took me a good six weeks to maybe two months to where I found someone who I felt comfortable even messaging. And I'm not going to lie. It, I messaged one person and they ended up saying yes. Okay, so we'll get there in just a minute. But this person was a an assistant. I'll, I'll give you this. He was an assistant equipment manager of a hockey team in the, I'll even say this, in the Pacific Division. So in the Pacific Division, he was an assistant equipment manager. And I knew this for a couple reasons. Uh, he was listed as an employee on the Facebook page. And I had seen him commenting occasionally on both team-posted stuff and team-related stuff. Seemed like a young kid. And I didn't feel the, I didn't feel like if this went wrong... I didn't feel like, it, look, this, it could have absolutely been an error on judgment on my part, right? I'm not saying I knew it was going to go well, but I just had a feeling that based on his profile, based on everything, I'm just like, look, even if he doesn't agree with sports betting or doesn't want to do this, he may not go rat on me, right? Because that would be trouble. So I emailed this, or I, I'm, I direct message this individual and I was very coy at first. I think I said I actually was interested in a job or something. I forget exactly how I went about it, but we started talking sort of friendly back and forth. And to be honest, I never, ever flatly came out and said exactly what I was doing. I, I think it's because I was just so terrified. Even though I felt okay about this, this person, it was, uh, I, I was just trying to be safe. So I never actually told him what I was doing. I, I certainly strongly implied, you know, if he could read between the lines, I'm sure he would understand. But I just let him know that I needed information. Uh, this information was part of, I was the only one who was going to use it. And it was part of what I did for a living. You know, certain things like that. So we agreed on a, monetar a monthly monetary exchange. And I'm not going to talk about that either. I'm not going to get into details here, okay? But, but I, I would pay this individual once a month. And this was the agreement we came to. We only did this for like five weeks. So I only paid him once. And it ended poorly, <laughs> which I'll get to in a sec. But our agreement was a certain amount every month. And what would happen was he would contact me when there was something. And I kind of left it up to him. So he was actually, he gave me a lot of stuff I didn't need, right? He would say stuff that was either... Uh, not useful, like, uh, you know, player X, uh, you know, player X has a, a stomach ache. Well, if player X has a stomach ache, how, how, how often do we have a stomach ache at like 11 a.m.? And by 2 a.m., we're okay. Okay. And we're not professional athletes. So it's tough for me to use a day before a game so and so has a stomach ache. You know what was great, though? Information about hearing if a player slept well, information about hearing relationship news. I mean, the equipment managers, they don't necessarily have these conversations with the players, but they overhear players talking all the time. I mean, the the stuff that I would hear, hey, so-and-so 
uh, he, 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 he wasn't hungry at lunch, <laughs> you know? It was crazy. And this person went over the top. I think they kind of, in a weird way, liked it too. I don't know. But I do know this. In those uh, roughly five weeks, when I was still very green in sports betting, I was still new at this, right? I could have never done a podcast. I didn't know nearly what I do today. You know, I mean, it takes it takes a long time to understand really how this industry works. And... <laughs> Those five weeks, I got some of the best information I've ever gotten betting sports, public, private, whatever. And I made pretty good money comparative or compared to what I would expect betting this one team for that month plus. And I really took advantage of it, right? I stayed true to what I agreed to. He stayed true, certainly true to what he agreed to. Uh, and it was interesting because I figured, you know, eventually if he knew or, or suspected what I was doing, why didn't he ask, right? Why didn't he ask for some picks or whatever? But we never got that far. One day, right? So, so eventually this was going well. Everything was running smooth. And then one day I get a phone call. And the phone call is from uh, a block number. Uh, it's just... I forget what it said, uh, either like no caller ID or something like that. Right. And I answered it. And which is funny because like in 2018, I don't know about any of you. I get so many spam calls these days. I get so many ridiculous calls. I, I just don't answer a lot of those now. Right. But in 2018 I was, and so I was answering calls like that and I picked up and it was weird. It was a very, very shady phone call. And you know what? For years, I always expected it to be one person and, and I'm not so sure now. So here's what happened. This, and it was not the guy who I've been talking to because we didn't really do much uh, over the phone. It was a lot of messaging and emails and, and uh, we had like an encrypted messaging app where you could send messages and it uh, didn't save or uh, it was like non, I don't know. It was just encrypted. You couldn't like get it anywhere else. You couldn't pull it from any server. So that's mainly how we communicated. So I didn't really talk on the phone that often. So I was a little worried at first when I got this phone call after uh, a minute or so, because they asked if I was who I was and I said, yes. And then they immediately said that if I were to ever contact this individual again, um, it would be very bad for me. And, and they, they themselves were brief. And, and you know, what's funny is well, this scared me. Okay. This terrified the shit out of me. I never contacted that individual again. I deleted it on Facebook. I deleted everything. I deleted our conversations. I deleted the account that I was using to mess him with because I wasn't my account. That's how careful I was being in the first place. And I completely severed ties at that point. And initially, I actually thought it was this team. I thought something had happened with this team and they had sort of caught me and maybe they heard him talking with someone about it. Maybe his emails were being monitored. I, I don't know what happened, right? But And that was initially what I thought happened. I go, oh my God, you know, this is a big deal. And uh, I, I, I was like shaking right there. Like my hand was shaking. Even like remembering how I felt, it's sort of like getting my heart going because I had no idea what had just happened. And remember, I was brand new at this. I'd never tried this before. I really, I honestly haven't tried since because of this. But that was my thought. I was like, okay, someone heard him and 
this is obviously like a, a big no, we shouldn't be doing this and he shouldn't be doing this. And that's what it was. So that's just what I thought. And I never heard back from anyone, never heard anything and everything's okay to this point today. But as I continue to think about it more and more, and as the months and years passed, I actually have a new theory about what happened. What I think happened is another sports better who at the time was a lot bigger and a lot better than me got a hold of this guy. Now, I don't know if it was luck. I'm not sure if he offered his services, right? Maybe he goes, I'm dealing with small potatoes, Tyler over here. Why don't I tell someone else or go on? Maybe he did what I did. Maybe he went online and found someone who in 2018 was saying they were a sports better and offered to give, to do the same thing for them. I don't know. But the more I think about it, I feel like there would have been more repercussions and it would have been a different outcome if it were the team who discovered it. I may have heard from someone. I may have heard from at least an attorney, right? Teams take this stuff very seriously. The fact that everything just kind of stopped at that point makes me wonder, was someone trying to scare me? Was someone trying to get at me? Was someone trying to take this person all for themselves and use that information for themselves? Because here's the thing. When information that valuable is floating around out there, it is extraordinarily unique. And like I said, valuable. You can do so much with it. So if someone with more money than me and who has a bigger influence on the market has that information, it could be better information in their hands. It could be more powerful in their hands. And so that honestly is what I think happened. I think they wanted me out of the equation. They didn't want anyone else having the same information they had. It was easy for them to kind of, you know, scare me a little bit. And that's what I think happened is a, 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 a sports better kind of, it doesn't this seem like, a, like 1980s kind of like shady stuff. Like you'd see like on a movie, you know, and that's kind of how it felt like as this was all unraveling, like what is going on? Cause I honestly naively, I thought it was very benign. We were, we were doing, I didn't think it was a huge deal. Uh, but now I realize that it, it really was and still is right. That, that is a, a very good way to beat the market is to get information like that. But that's my story for today. You know, and I didn't want to go into too many details. I want to talk about the team or the person or any of that stuff. I don't know. I haven't talked to them since this happened. It's been years, but that happened to me. And, um, it, it was crazy. You know, I've, I've been sitting on that one for a while, but inside information, I mean, look, if you're going to take something from this inside info is still floating around out there. It's very powerful. The leagues are watching it though. And here's the thing. Regulation of the industry breeds that out because what happens is let's say there's inside information on some like temple game and you know, like temple basketball. And all of a sudden when the average college basketball game gets like maybe $10,000 of action and temple themselves has gotten $50,000 that puts up a red flag, right? And people investigate. So that's how regulation helps is it's tough to get away with inside info. Cause you can't really steam things up anymore without making a huge scene or, you know, making, what you're doing very well known. But very, you know, very interesting story, very crazy. And uh, hope no one else out there has had to deal with that. But if you had, that means at least for one point in time, you had access to some inside info. So either way, thanks for listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.